Welcome back to the Healing Voice Podcast. This is Lance Howard, your host, and I would like to share something with you that's been on my mind for a little while. We're in season eight, and this is episode four. And in the previous episodes, we've talked about love and truth. And I think I have a a bit of a continuation, especially on truth. And I'm going to read to you from what's called John chapter 8, verses 31 through 32, and then verses 34 through 36. I said what's called John because the name John in English is actually from ancient Hebrew name Yechanan. Yechanan. And uh, so that's why I said it's called John. (laughs) But the true name John is Yechanan in the ancient language. And this John chapter 8 that I'm going to read to you is, is again my translation called the THV version, which you can find on the website thv-tv.com. And it's a labor of love to retranslate the ancient Hebrew scriptures because the way they are handed to us or taught to us or the way they are used in our modern Western culture is not accurate to how the ancient language of the book actually speaks and the way the ancient language actually defines these terms. So, this is John chapter 8, Yechanan chapter 8, at verse 31. Yeshaya said, If you stick with my teachings, live out what I have told you, If you will allow my way of life, the wisdom, the word, the message, the principles of the great I am to guide you, and if you will endure the journey of self-realization, then you are truly my students. You will be able to experience divine guidance at every instance, in an instant, and at every crossroad. You will perceive solutions and reasons behind reasons. You will understand new possibilities and have a sense of right direction at the right time. You will gain strength and new energy because you'll be in harmony with your identity and purpose. You will be free, no longer bound by indecision and incoherence. You will be unrestrained by circumstances and people that would hold you back or keep you down. You will have new courage. You will recognize the word, the message, and the principle of reality, seeing things from greater and greater vantage points, greater and greater unrestrained, greater and greater possibilities. Firmly as the ground beneath our feet, supportive as the sacred ground of the word, faithful as the original voice, the original sound, surely as creative consciousness, real as the field and expanse of being, as close as the great I am entangled with your I am. I tell you that whoever lives in an erroneous state of mind, habitually attached and entangled with ego, will fail to hit the mark. They will constantly miss the sacred goal and purpose of and for life. They will miss their own ideal. The results of such errors are inescapable. 
The spiritually immature cannot dwell in the home of peace, the cabin of tranquility. Their mindset and mode of living is not ripe and not ready to receive the transformation required to find rest in the sacred place. But the child of unity abides. So, if the child of unity, the child of divinity, ancestor of ancestors, brings you into harmony with the parent of the universe and principles of life, your awareness of the true self will be and is set free. You will truly know as certainly as the ground is beneath your feet, you will be awakened to true identity and purpose. Again, that was John chapter 8, verses 32, 31 through 32, and then 34 through 36. The teachings of Yeshaya, which is another word or translation of the name Jesus. Jesus is an odd name and it's a long story, but one simple fact is that the letter J was not invented until, oh, if I remember correctly, somewhere between 15 and 1600. There was no letter J. So this man who lived 2000 years ago, his name definitely was not Jesus. There was no letter J. Not only in English was there no letter J, there was no, obviously, or maybe it's not so obvious, there was no letter J in Greek or in Hebrew. And this was a Hebrew man who was, and him and his people were surrounded by Greek-speaking people. There was no letter J for, the, for any of these people. I've translated his name as Yeshaya. Some people say Yeshua. So you can see the similarities there. The reason why I chose Yeshaya over Yeshua is even the sounds, long vowel sounds like ooh, did not exist. That is still more modern. So Yeshua is, not, is still not accurate. There were a lot of um, short A sounds like ah and ah. So Yeshaya makes a lot more sense. And if you're watching this, you'll probably see it on screen, the name Yeshaya and Yeshua. So you can see how the letters look that Yeshaya, it sounds like there's an I in there, a long I, but it's just an A. And when you form the word, write out the letters in the proper way, an A and, and, and a Y and another A just sound like I. There's, there's no way to remove that long I sound. The teachings of Yeshaya sprout from the reality of his ancestral heritage and ancient culture of the Hebrews, which is said to have been handed down since the first Adam, or Adam. Yeshaya's teachings are in league with the wisdom of the great I Am. When he says, my teachings or my word, it isn't simply his teaching or his word, 
but it is his three letters that are all capital meaning this teaching is from beyond and it belongs to me but it belongs to everyone because this teaching is it's like saying this teaching is the very substance that makes us all up so it's not just his teaching <laughs> not simply my teachings and word but my teachings and word with capital letters which is to say the true wisdom of I amness you see there is the great I am so this is the my he's talking about when he says my teaching he's identifying himself with the great I am hmm. another way of saying it and it's easier to see this in the ancient language again is it's like saying my 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 dash my is the same as I dash I it's my my and I I and if if you know anything about Rastafarian culture you'll you'll hear the phrase I and I it's like it's more than I it's I connected to the larger I so when he says my teachings, he's speaking of the my and my. It's more than my teaching. It's my and my teaching. It's the me that's connected to the greater me. It is the self that is created to the one true self. It is the I that is connected in one with the great I. This is what is meant by my teaching and my word. It is the true wisdom of the I am. It is impossible to separate the two, the I and I, or the my and my. Though the illusion of separation, obviously, is what we live in. All illusions and delusions are a matter of false belief. Therefore, anyone who learns this word and truth that he's talking about, anyone who learns this word and learns this truth and embodies it and can tell or see, perceive, understand, discern how it rises up from within them, they realize it's not just a teaching that's outside of them, but it is a teaching that rises up from inside them. They have the right to say, my word, my truth, because the true my is the great I am, which is the one and only true self in me and in you. Though these teachings seem to have been difficult for many of his listeners, even in his day, that is relative to the fact that they had lost even the, the core of their own spirituality. And this fact has had a long-term rippling effect throughout the world to this very day. Today we are still struggling to understand the poetic mystery of these ancient Eastern teachings because we have allowed our culture and religious mindset to dominate them, to dominate these teachings. The purpose of THV, my life's work, and the purpose of my translation, the, the THV version, is to uncover what has already been within the Hebrew Scriptures, which is a cohesive thread of repetitive themes which help us bridge the gap between the illusion of the personal self and the reality of the sacred self the being we have called God. Another way of saying that is, separation from God is an illusion. 
okay? And even it's quoted from the New Testament. It says, for in him, capital H, meaning God, for in him we live and breathe and have our being. We are also his offspring. That comes from the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 28. So the, the idea that we are separate from God, again, is just an illusion. Even the ancient scripture is saying, you live and you breathe and have your existence in God. Therefore, there is no separation. It's just an illusion. This will also lend to the error in thoughts of separation from love, peace, and unity. For God is these. God is love. God is peace. God is unity. In fact, from the book of 1 John chapter 4, I believe it's verse 8. It clearly says, God is love. And we know there is peace in love. And we know there is unity in love. So it should be easy to just come to these conclusions. If God is love, God must also be peace and God must also be unity. So, while exploring the depth and repetition of these themes found in the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of Christ, the name that I have translated as Yeshaya, these themes and teachings and the repetition of them throughout the whole ancient collection of ancient books that we now call the Bible, we find confirmation that what modern scientific discoveries are highlighting in the last 50 years is what ancient spirituality has been saying for ages, that, that everything is one in terms of energy or the dimension paradigm experience, the ancient scriptures called heaven, the immaterial world which is made up of light, vibration, and frequency. Okay, science is finally catching up in that it is able to do the right experiments and say, oh, guess what? Everything's made out of energy. That means everything is one and energy doesn't die. It's, it's here to stay. The ancient scriptures, the ancient teachings, the ancient wisdom of the world has been saying this all along. Most of us, it seems, just have not been willing to listen, been willing to understand. And that's not our fault necessarily. There's a mechanism in our culture that causes us to think very materialistically instead of thinking spiritually or perceiving spiritually. And we are learning to unlock that, to, to set ourselves free. And that's what this passage is about. In the passage, in its typical translation, ends up saying the truth will set you free. And that's, and that's it. We're, we're talking about the truth here and how it sets a person free. Our English translations have lacked the deeply poetic nuances of the original languages that paint a reality which connects all things to all things. Our English translations have failed to bridge the gap of the ancient message to what is now being discovered, tested, measured, and proven in quantum science. Everything is connected and consciousness, or God, is the ground of being. So every time I read to you where it said, surely as the ground underneath your feet. That is a reference to the solid truth that God, the great I am, exists 
and is and that's an immovable fact like the ground beneath your feet this is something you will always be able to stand upon and in fact you are standing upon it whether you recognize it or not whether you believe it or not whether you can put it into words or not this is the ground of being it is consciousness it is conscious conscious awareness it is god it is the great i am all of these terms are synonymous it is clearly delivered here in john chapter 8 that these teachings lead to a life of true identity and purpose comprising the fullest version of freedom and self-empowerment one can experience this is an awakening or quote rebirth leading to the understanding of christ the anointed one within and as you how can that which is within mean anything but the core essence or spirit of a thing or person right how can the core essence or spirit of a thing or person simultaneously not be that thing or person it is impossible this is the message that is found throughout the hebrew scriptures from beginning to end knowing the truth of the self behind the self or the I am behind the I am brings clarity to everything this is freedom freedom from what freedom from all illusions and delusions just one at a time maybe not all at once but one illusion and delusion at a time the freedom freedom sets you free another way the truth sets you free this freedom is valuable because it keeps you from living, it keeps you living abundantly, fully, freely, knowing reality and the role that you play in it. Okay, this is about true identity and true purpose. Furthermore, these teachings are the foundational principles that lead to, quote, hitting the mark, which is another way of saying aiming at the correct target and actually being able to hit it. The way we are taught in our culture is that we are doing well or we are doing good or we are good people when we, let's try a list, when we make good enough grades to pass classes, especially if we make A's, we are doing well and we're doing good when we have an education and have a career and focus all our energy and time into that and maybe start a family the list could go on and on right but those are some of the basics we think that is hitting the mark we think that is aiming at the correct target that when we're able to check off the list then we've done well with ourselves but where's our happiness where's our true happiness where's our true joy where is our true love the world is telling us what to do but when do we just decide what we would like to do out of the pure joy and love and excitement of our hearts would you really choose that education and that career and that timeline if you were just following the true love of your own heart being able to actually choose out of the love of your own heart is the real definition of success this is the truth and the truth will set you free Without these teachings, in whatever form and through whomever they may come to you, the, the individual will be stuck as a 
quote, slave to sin, okay? Slave to sin is it's just a term found in John 8. You didn't hear me say it earlier because I've retranslated it out, right? It, it's actually, it's said to mean like you are a slave to your habitual patterns that, that actually pull you down and keep you blind to the truth. You are continually missing the mark, a.k.a. you are a slave to sin. This means people repeat the same habitual patterns or karmic cycles that keep them imprisoned in ignorance of who they truly are, entangled with their ego instead of being entangled with their true self, the great I am. So, what is truth? My definition of truth is the, the overarching definer of all that is. Truth is not an idea. Truth is the one true reality. For example, we know the sun and moon exist. This is a duality or a duplicitous existence. It is a mirror of light and dark, masculine and feminine, male and female, this and that. But duality exists in unity with one sky or one universe. Metaphysically speaking, the one sky dash universe, the one sky universe, as humans perceive it, contains the multiplicity and in this sense is greater than the multiplicity. No part of the multiplicity can hold its position or existence without the sky universe. The sky or universe is capital I, capital S. It is. It exists. Universe or unity and diversity or the one multiple part song contains billions of stars but is still one sky. One sky universe. You could say one sky ocean. A similar analogy, right? The ocean contains millions of forms of life known and unknown but is still one ocean. The whale is not greater than the one ocean, for the ocean contains it. The planet is not greater than the sky, for the sky contains it. So the truth, the overarching definer of all that is, the one true reality within which all other realities hold together. And earlier I referenced the ground beneath your feet, the ground that all feet walk upon. That's the truth. It doesn't matter if you hop up onto a bench or onto a chair or, on, or into a car. Those are other realities, smaller, less significant realities than the fact that all of those things rest upon the ground. Every idea you have rests upon the truth or the true reality, meaning you exist, I exist, we can think up anything we want, but even the fact that we can think, even the fact that we have conscious awareness points to a greater singular truth. That conscious awareness is the true thing that is happening, and we're all using it in different ways. This is truth, the overarching definer of all that is, the true reality. Unity is always greater than, stronger than, and preeminent to duplicity and multiplicity. Any, quote, truth that exemplifies duplicity and multiplicity is ultimately false or a lesser reality because while we can acknowledge matrices within the great sacred matrix, 
The great matrix is the truth that gives life to all the others. To say it another way, all matrices depend upon the one great divine matrix. The great matrix depends on nothing. Hence it is great, it is the most high, which is another way of translating the word God. It is the one and only, self-sustaining, self-knowing, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. It is the truth upon which all other smaller truths are given the chance to live or exist. Finally, since the truth gives life to all, it is clear that the truth is love. What could be more loving than giving life, sharing life, and allowing all life forms to express their own version of beingness? <laughs> what is the one thing that relieves the pain and suffering we encounter in this world? It is love. And, and love sets us free. Love and truth are synonymous. Love sets us free. Truth sets us free. I have a new book that's coming up soon. It is almost done, and I would think that by mid-winter it will be available. It's a book of maxims called The Shadow of the Self, and in this book I describe the difference between the ego or the shadow and the true self. How do we know the difference, and how does the the ego show up in our daily lives, in everything, in every possible relationship, your relationship with yourself and others, co-workers, family, marriage, children, everything, every relationship. How does the ego show up? What does the ego try to get you to see? How does the ego twist things? And then in contrast, what is the true self like? How do we know the characteristics of the true self and how do we connect with with our true self more here's a maxim from the shadow of the self that i'd like to share it says love knows people will be egotistical until they awaken to truth or true reality true identity and true purpose only then will they fully understand the powerful birthright of being human. Divinity becomes their experience. Life supports life. The universe is full of purpose. There is unity in our diversity. This is love. Thanks for listening to the Healing Voice podcast. I invite you to try the identity process. Get to know the answers to these questions. Who am I? What am I here to do? How will I do it? Go to the website to contact me. Make an appointment. You can find the book on Amazon. You'll see the links in the description. THV is also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and TikTok. THV is a donation-based service that believes in sacred economics. That true value is found in the expression of your heart. Time, attention, and energy are true currency. When someone serves from the heart, no dollar amount can be placed on their service. Your donation makes THV possible. Your support helps others who can't afford THV's one-on-one -on -one coaching and allows the message, the truth, to get across the world. If you haven't heard 
THV's latest EP just released this month, the month of October 2022. It is titled True Passion. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, and every major music streaming platform or whichever is your favorite. Thanks for listening to the THV podcast. Don't hesitate to contact me. THV-TV.com is the website. THVTV at ProtonMail is my email address.